sound of water rushing from a hose and rushing untold number of things down a large drain. Adam is now officially part of the podcast, whether he wants to be or not. And you are now part of the podcast as well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Stoutcast podcast. We are at Crooked Lane Brewing. We have wanted to come here for some time, and today a dream has been realized. I'm here with John Hunt, a co-host in crime, and Teresa Pasuti, who is the brewer here. And tell us a little bit about Crooked Lane. First off, the Romans built the facility. Oh, yes. I know. I, I'm glad that you noticed the shout out to the Parthenon that we did. But actually, we can't take credit. It was originally built as a movie theater, duplex movie theater in Auburn in the late 80s, early 90s. So um, a lot of locals in the area got to see Titanic for the first time and, you know, hold, hold hands for the first time. Have we named beers in honor of the films? We actually, we had a couple of beers that are named uh, movie theater themes. Like we used to do a Hefeweizen, it was called Kino, which is German for movie theater. But we prefer awkwardly somewhat religious throwback names rather than like sticking with movies. It's been a long time since it's been a movie theater. Most people remember it was a car dealership. A few people remember that it was a martial arts studio and uh, we had a, a UFC cage in the back here. So, you know, there, there's that. So that's where the troublesome employees go to settle the differences? No, you're actually standing where the cage was. So now, oh, now oh, okay. it's, it's become the tank farm. <laughs> I was wondering why there was blood on the floor. Now I know. Yeah, uh, that's, uh. Just the, that's just the blood of our enemies. Don't huh. worry. All right, so how long has the brewery been in existence? We opened in September of 2016, so we're on about three and a half years right now. So we had a choice. It's a, it's a brewery, so it's going to be noisy. We've got all the partying going on outside with the music, and then we have, what do we have going on above us? Oh, this is the, the glycol chiller. It's the ubiquitous sound in a brewery of, uh, well, breweries that have the glycol chiller inside, so it's cooling the tanks. We just knocked out a beer into a tank, so I'm assuming it's cooling it down a little bit to fermentation temperature. All right, so we have five in front of us, three are yours, and two that we have brought. We're going to start off with the 5.2% dark bent dry Irish. That is the lowest alcohol content. Yeah, that's it. Okay, tell me a little bit about this. So this is a... Um, well, a dry Irish stout built in the style of the most popular stout in the world. And uh, it's, but it's not nearly as roasty as a Guinness. It's not nearly as dry. Um, but this is a really fun beer we've done. It doesn't sell very fast, but it got a gold at the recent um, CCBC, the Craft Brewers Crep, um, that is tied to the summit. So it's, it's, uh, it's an award-winning beer for us and uh, I really like it a lot. So what's in it? Um, a lot of oats, a lot of um, um, British crystal malts. Um, we like to use more on the debittered malts than like a lot of black malt, just so we can avoid that like really tongue coating astringency. It's got a lot of color, but it's also quite dry, pretty drinkable. It's not very malty sweet. Yeah, it's definitely not sweet, and it's funny that you say that you were going for not bitter because I, I'm getting some bitterness in well, there. Well, bitterness, what I'm, what I'm talking about is um, the malt 
bitterness. So when you have black malts, sometimes there's a lot of malt astringency and it can come across as bitter, but usually it comes across like you're licking an ashtray. <laughs> like it's just really blah, but the bitterness is firm. The bitterness from hops is firm. So that's to balance it out so it doesn't come off as sweet. Because in this style, you don't really want it to be like overly too much body or too much sweetness. John is an expert ashtray licker from way back. John, your thoughts, how is this, is there any ashtray licking going on here? Any flashbacks? What are your, what are your th original thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, you're going a ways back. Uh, no, I don't taste any ashtrays here. I like it, it's pretty smooth for me. Uh, like the last time I worked with you, I'm not a stout drinker, so uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my goal in life is to make styles approachable for people who don't even really like that style of beer. But um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about the lack of ashtray taste, but I think I'll start incorporating that in the marketing materials. I think that's really going to go a long way. Like a picture of ashtray with some butts in it <laughs> and then a big know. red circle and a line. That's good. That's good thinking. That's Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes I laugh at how I explain things. <laughs> We'll have your marketing people talk to our marketing people, and then we can figure out how to not do lots of stuff. Uh, I uh, I like it. It's um, it is it's more bitter than I expected, uh, especially for a for a dry Irish. I I'm maybe I just kind of like a kind of a one note, not particularly bitter, and I'm not getting that. But I like it. It's very drinkable. Um, the rating scale, uh, as I'm sure you know, is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, and cat. As in, <laughs> as in would not feed it to said animal. Uh, we oh, had previous okay. co-hosts who said fail was entirely too harsh. And so, mm. so we went to cat because, because it's what we came up with. I'm going to go, I'm going to go start off with good, very drinkable. It's got a good taste. I like that there's, there's not much of an aftertaste. That's always a plus. Mm -hmm. um, and it promises, I think it promises, you know, what it delivers for the style. So I'm going to go start off with a definite good. You? Can you go over the uh, list again? <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Good, fair, poor cat. I'm going to go with good. Yeah. I like it. It's super drinkable. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Right, Which would be the way. do me a favor do white a stout. Flavor. Sorry. Do me a flavor you white stout. the cheese there. Well, yeah, and it helps if I can if I can see. I mean, oh, so yeah. there's that. So we've had this discussion on the. We I think we've had. I think this will be our third or fourth white stout. Uh -huh. Is it actually a stout? Well, no, not exactly. But see, any any beer like this, you have to have the right expectation going in. So I'm going to do a bit of describing before you have the beer, so that you have some investment in what it should taste like to you. Because you're right, white stout is not really a stout, but it's a fun beer to kind of trick your brain into thinking it's a stout. So it's got a lot of oats, it's got a lot of wheat, it's got some English base malt, and then we used, you know, traditional English, I think EKG for the hops. The stout flavors are coming from chocolate, cocoa nibs, and from coffee. And we sourced the cocoa nibs from a really special chocolatiers in Roseville. They're called Crew. They own the whole process. They basically take the fermented beans and do all the processing here. And they're super cool. All the roasting, all the grinding, all the business. But they're super great people. We are really excited to work with them. And then 
the coffee is coming from Clementine Coffee Roasters. They're another local place, and they kind of treat coffee in a similar way that crew does. Okay, plugs aside. This <laughs> is, the reason this beer is so great to me is that it's pretty much what we set out to do. Not because it's like my favorite beer in the world to drink, but I think it's a really interesting experiment. So, okay, so now you can have it, and uh, you know what you're tasting, hopefully. Well, uh, there's no doubt that there's coffee in it just from just from smelling it. I mean, there's, it, it wafts right out of the glass, so you know you're going to get something. Wow, yeah, that does smell like coffee. So why did you not qualify it as a coffee stout? Because it's got the cocoa nibs, too. And, yeah, I mean, we could call it a coffee stout, but it's like... That's kind of beleaguering the point because when you have a stout like this, you have to cause the stout flavors from something, and it's usually not malt, so a lot of them do have coffee. Um, but yeah, coffee. And we actually put lactose in this too to kind of improve the fullness and the mouthfeel. Forgot oh, no, about. Are you I, lactose intolerant? No, I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm mouthfeel intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a prohibition against the term mouthfeel, and, and somebody oh, tries to slip really? one in every time, and I always forget to warn people. Oh, what about, do you go? What do you, what's your word then? Um, Teach me new vocabulary then. The uh, the viscosity. Oh, the viscosity. The thickness. The mouthfeel. Well, yeah, mouthfeel is like that's a that's a BJCP thing. I didn't make that up. Yeah, well, I know you didn't. I don't blame <laughs> you, but um, yeah, I just you one just of those. You don't like to have I, the idea of feeling things with your mouth. I, I think it's the, that the first couple of times I talked to anybody about, you know, seriously about berries, and the Bud Light yeah. commercial sums it up perfectly with the, uh, the guy that's trying to get him to the king to drink the mead. And he's talking about the, uh, the mouthfeel and the, yes. Um, <laughs> John, you were going to say something, and then I went and asked a question. I was going to say, yes, I can smell the coffee, and since then, I can taste the coffee. I like it since I like coffee. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's a gateway to stouts via coffee. <laughs> this is absolutely delightful. I'm actually a coffee snob, a little off subject, so just the fact that it tastes like coffee, I like it. You know, we've gotten great feedback about this beer. We were... You know, for the most part, we do pretty traditional stuff, but we've sent this out to some places and they're like, man, this coffee, this white stout, we're super excited about. So we might have to do it again, but it's kind of a departure for us. Honestly, I did it because I got a phone call from Sacktown Magazine and they said, are you doing chocolate beers? And I was for Valentine's Day and I thought, oh, that's funny. It was like December and I was like, well, that's a good idea. I should do that. So yeah, we're so gonna like, do yeah, that. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. You ever do that? It's, on it's our like calendar. somebody you suggested to you, and you're like, "Well, yeah." What a great I idea! Am. I've already had. Duh. <laughs> I uh, check this in the success category. I, I would as well. I'm. I, I think the only, the only issue I have with it is probably the the aftertaste, which is kind of lingering. It's which is it's just coffee. And I'm not a huge coffee fan, but I mean, the right off the get-go, I love the taste and just the sweetness and the, uh, it's, it's a sweet coffee and that's pretty awesome. And it definitely tastes like a stout, which some white stouts do not mm. or blondes or whatever. So I'm the, just the aftertaste for me, that brings it down just a notch. So I'm, I'm going to go very good with this. I think it's, I think it's pretty outstanding. 
I'm gonna go very good as well with a shout out to the mouthfeel. Yeah. <laughs> you could be replaced. What do Hopefully. I, do I not get a vote on my own beer? Sure, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, go for it, yeah. I'll give it a fair to Midland. <laughs> Fair to Midland, great. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put that right on there, right on the page, Fair to Midland. Now, that's really, um, that's really good. Um, yeah, I, I love it at the beginning. It's, it's, it's the, the, the sweetness and the coffee notes are, are excellent. I'm not getting a lot of, you said there's chocolate in there, right? There is, yeah. And is that would be, sometimes the chocolate contributes to the bitterness, or is it just the it's, coffee? Or yeah, I mean, it, it does. It's, um, it's not even bitter. It's just, no, it's, it's like there's the, a little tangy at the end. It's the it's like this roasted flavor because you know you take you take cocoa nibs and you roast them and it's contributing roastiness. Um, yeah, it doesn't totally taste like chocolate. I get that. I think that if you tasted it as it came together, you would probably taste it more because I can taste it because I tasted it before it had chocolate, and it's like oh I can pick out what the chocolate did. Whereas when you have the whole thing, it's a little. I mean, the coffee and the chocolate compete for sure. Yeah, but I mean, since it just says White Stout, so yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was going to ask, um, where are you available? Here, locally, uh, yeah, at other places? We are pretty well throughout the Sacramento area. We get up to Chico. We get up to, uh, not quite to Truckee, down to Vacaville on occasion. So Barrel or in through, packaging? In keg and packaging. Everywhere we distribute, we have our own canning line, so we do a lot of cans, but we also do a lot of uh, retail customers too. All right. Well, that one was fun. I'm not sure if this one's going to be fun or not. It is a Sierra Nevada Narwhal Imperial Stout with a. I'm guessing that's a that's a whale, right? That's a narwhal. It's, the, it's a narwhal. The nar narwhal has the uh, spike on the front. Yeah. yeah. It's like a unicorn of whales. Yes. Unicorn of Wales. That's so. Uh, that's uh, exactly. I, I swam with them in Norway. Great. <laughs> we're impaled yeah, you just multiple stay times. Away from the pointy ends. <laughs> that would explain the scarring. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So Sierra Nevada, the stouts that we've had, one was okay. Uh, one was a obvious attempt to basically dump some uh, malts in an IPA and pass it off as a stout. Did not appreciate that one much. <laughs> this one. Since there's a label on it, um, inspired by the mysterious creature that dwells in the deepest Arctic seas, Narwhal Imperial Stout is a midnight black and bold with notes of baker's cocoa and dark roasted coffee. Sounds like a stout. This massive Imperial Stout is incredibly complex and explores the darkest depths of malt flavor. Of course, brews in Chico and North Carolina, which uh, fellow co-host Todd Moffat has actually visited the facility in North Carolina. So it's fantastic. Huh. All right, so let's... Pour some. You remember the days when people would tell you that you were putting too much foam on the beer? Oh, remember those days? I do. Yeah. Apparently that was a lie. Yeah, you so gotta what, have some. What happened to the three-minute pour? Is that still a thing? Like, I remember people would take three minutes to pour a Guinness back in the day. You know, it would be really cool if people would still do stuff like that. They yeah. they do in Europe in some places, okay. in Belgium. Guinness used to, like, explode out of the can, didn't it? Like, if you opened it, you had to, like, immediately do something with it or else it was everywhere. It, it had the nitro pack yeah, or something in the bottom. Yeah. Or, or like CO2. It. I didn't like it out of the can. I liked it on tap, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm too much of a beer snob nowadays to drink beer out of a can. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but cans are where it's that's where brewers are going now. Oh sure, I mean I am all for cans. I just take my can and I pour it into a glass. So oh right, right, yes, of course, yes. I'm sorry. Does which so which hand do you normally drink with, and which which do you, is, does the pinky come out while you're or? You know, I I am a bit of a pinky raiser, and it's not by choice it yeah. just it depends on the glass it just happens like this is definitely a pinky glass because totally. where is that pinky gonna go right. you know it's a little glass look you're doing it <laughs> Ooh, pleasantly surprised john your thoughts you go first this time yeah I, I wasn't expecting much to be honest with you i was expecting something way more bitter i'm feeling something coming on on the aftertaste though how about you? Are you getting that now? It's kind of sneaking up on me. Yeah, that. it's sneaking up on me. So yeah, I don't, I don't care for that little blessing at the end. Teresa, what do you <laughs> so, think about the blessing at the end? So I gotta, I gotta tell you guys something about um, Sierra Nevada. Tell us the I'm story. Gonna, I'm gonna educate you a little. Right. They, Gather um, around, kids. Yes, because I know a bunch, and you know, you here, I'm here you to tell you. Do you have and sticks? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Sorry. So. Um, keep in mind that when Sierra Nevada does a beer like this, some people will save this beer for 20 years. So when they brew a beer that's got, like, I'm thinking if you have a fresh Bigfoot, you're just smacked in the face. I know this is not Bigfoot. You're smacked in the face by hot bitterness, and you can't figure out why would you make it so bitter like this. It's terrible. But then you hold on to that beer for five years, and it's amazing. So some beers are built to age. This one, it tastes pretty well balanced now. So I don't think it's like a mandatory aging, but if you ever have beer that's like really bitter and seems really weird, if you age it for a while, sometimes it's super good. Hmm. That would mean I'd have to buy a second one of the one that I already thought I didn't like. And I'm just like, not sure I can do that. <laughs> I know, but sometimes like you just gotta, you gotta push for your passion. Or you open a brewery and then you can brew these crazy beers and then age them yourself for all this time and you know. You gotta fight for your right to age your beer in a fridge for five years. Yeah. That rhymed actually, that was nice. I'm, I'm yeah. like the fourth Beastie Boy. Shout out to the Beastie Boys. Word. I, How many I, of those guys are left now? Oh, that's, Aww. yeah, you had to go, you had to go Two down there. three, room. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I mean, for what you're expecting, for what they promise, uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. Oh, definitely excellent. I love, you got to understand, like, I have such a deep love for Sierra Nevada. It's hard for me to think objectively. But I, yeah, I, I think this beer really hits all the marks for me. It's not very sweet, and it's a little um, thinner than I expected. I will say that. I thought it would have a little bit more body and the M word. Less viscosity? Uh, more, more, viscosity. more viscosity, right. I thought it would have more. Less non-viscosity. <laughs> I thought it would have more total viscosity was like does. more viscosity meant thinner. No. Viscosity no, it's the opposite? Viscous is another. It's this, once you get start calling viscous, then you might as well be saying mouthfeel, but it's not mouthfeel and so whatever. Anyway. Okay. So excellent. Excellent from yeah, you. excellent. I really like it. It's got a little bitter aftertaste, but from what is in it, that is kind of to be expected with the coffee, I think. I'd have to go, I'd have to go very good. And also like, I mean, it's 10%, that's, it's got a little oh, yeah. bit of booze in it and I'm not really picking that up much at all. Huh. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go very good. So there you go, two very, uh, you? 
I'll go good. Just a personal preference. I'm a little different. It's the, I like the beginning, the, the end kind of drops for me. All right. So we have one more that's from outside of the barn, as which I don't know why I said barn, maybe because I'm looking at a picture of a barn on the Lagunitas Sonoma Farmhouse, Brett Stout. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't taste like some guy named Brett. <laughs> Imperial Stout, aged in Sonoma County red wine barrels. Oh. This is gonna be really what, Have you had a a wine flavored or wine infused stout? You? I don't think I have. You? Yeah, normally it's port though, and so <laughs> but the the other thing about that's gonna be super interesting is do you do you know what Britannomyces. Are you familiar Bless with Britannom <laughs> Britannomyces? <laughs> so it's a it's a non Saccharomyces yeast, which is what we all normally ferment beers with. Brett is goes further than most yeast would attenuate. So it will eat up more sugars than most yeasts would. And I can't say I've ever had a stout that had Brett in it because those are two competing ideas. Like you would want to leave some body and sweetness in a stout, but Britannomyces might eat through that. Plus the red wine barrel would kind of make it thinner. I'm super interested to see what happens here. Um, King Kong Brewing has a wine infused stout, which, oh, sweet. which we did there. I cannot say I was particularly thrilled with it. It was incredibly interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I predict that might be my um, well, let's see. Let me read the label because, good Lord, they made the font as tiny as possible. Our <laughs> Sonoma Farmhouse series is a showcase of the sometimes funky, sometimes rustic. This is not starting off well. Always limited fine ales from the Lagunitas Brewers Playground. This particular bread stout was fermented with a slight funk of Breda, Breda what is it? Breda, Breda nomyces? Britannomyces. Britannomyces. Lac bacillus and our house ale yeast then housed in Sonoma County red wine barrels for up to four years results as 100% pure barrel aged bliss smooth tart and sultry with a certain Sonoma-esque ishness finally aged in <laughs> oof says John finally ready to share try one now and grab another to age a little longer or not life is uncertain and then has the phone number Give us a call, 707-769-4495. So give them a call. What? Why not? They put the phone number on the label. Uh, Off-white label has a photo of a barn and the Lagunitas and Brett Stout in red in the Sonoma Farmhouse. And this is 11.3, I believe. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> you were saying earlier how uh, it's usually a port that they use. I even if they didn't, I still get that taste out of it or yeah, from it. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's definitely got this like red wine character, but it's super dry. It's not really sweet. Um, oh, it's super interesting beer. Was it UB40 that said red, red, red wine? Red, red wine? Yeah. So, so far we've gone Beastie Boys, Red Red Wine, and I think we went somewhere else. Oh, you, you, went, you were going with Motley Crue. And then you were going to go with Susu Studio because her last name is Pasuti. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because it starts with a P. 
<laughs> and then an S. Right, right. right. Yeah, like, right. Like psychology. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow, this is, the question is again, I mean, here's the deal. All right, the white stout, we're like, hey, is it a stout? Well, it sure as hell tastes like one. Yeah. This does not does not taste like a stout. No, it doesn't. It's it's like not a stout anymore. And that's what I was getting at is like that it can't stay totally stouty, but most dark sours that I have, it's repellent. So this is to me it's awesome like it totally came together. But it aged for 4 years. I mean, they sat on this thing a long time. It's a pretty special beer. It probably took four years to come together. Well, how would you describe the look on my face? <laughs> I, it's, uh, I'm trying to look for the song lyric. Like, don't bring me down. Yeah, that's, um. That was ELO. ELO. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I can see the, this look of stout disappointment is happening. <laughs> Yeah. It, so it definitely doesn't taste like a stout. It doesn't mean it's not drinkable. Um, you just have to recategorize it. <laughs> so, well, and, and they, but I like they the wine. Did. I like the I like the the barrel taste that I'm getting. Yeah. It's a good mixture. But it's if you don't know beer or you don't know what Breda Manias is. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna pick this up. You're like, oh, hey, it's like it is. It's a stout. Oh, There's a fart. Yeah, and and I mean, be... you're gonna go. You're gonna like. This crap's bad. <laughs> it's like fung. It's like it's it's old. It's yeah. it's gone rancid. I mean, thank God you're here. I know. Because otherwise, um, we'd be we'd be driving the bus over this like like crazy. Yeah, um, I'm. I honestly. I, I'm giving a talk about quality next week to a bunch of master brewers, and I'm a little nervous about it, but that's kind of the point of my whole talk is like, do you communicate what is expected and then deliver what you communicated? And I feel like they communicated to me, anyway, the super beer nerd, what was gonna happen there. And so I'm, I'm happy with it, but I could understand if you don't, you don't like sours, you don't know what, like sour beer is supposed to taste like and then you don't know what barrel aged beer is supposed to taste like it would be very confusing and upsetting disappointing all the all the things uh, and the the description of what's in it is on the side all right got to give them credit for that mm -hmm. but the font is like what is that john like <laughs> six four and a half I would go into the negative. <laughs> negative? Yes, it's kind of a blur. And then you're able to like, you know, if you're able to look at it with with a, sure? under a microscope. But it, it might like, be Sumerian. I'm it, not sure. It doesn't. It? <laughs> yes, it's Helvetica bold, I believe. It's it's um it, you get it's not until the fourth line that you get to the fact that there's gonna that it was soaked in wine for four years. So yeah, I think there's a a labeling and a oh wait a minute, it does say Sonoma County red wine barrels in the front, doesn't it? <laughs> But how many people really know how to read nowadays? My point is, no, true. I, I true. yeah, I guess it does say right on the front, doesn't it? Yeah. Oof. All right. Rate this. I'm giving it E for awesome. Did you say E for awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Are you dyslexic? It ends in E. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Yes, excellent. Good, fair, poor cat. I'm giving it an excellent. 
Is this drinkable? Do you like this? I love it. I love it. I'm hoping you'll leave that bottle and I can share it. I'm absolutely going to leave this people. bottle. <laughs> that was easy. You yeah. asked for a trade or yeah. anything. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I'm um, push over. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, uh, I'm, all right, they, they, they deliver what they promise, so kudos to them for that. So it's not, it's not a cat, um, it's not poor, but as far as being drinkable, which is kind of like, kind of the entire point, for me, it's fair at best. But I don't like red wine, so that's another caveat I probably should have thrown in there. Yeah. You already you already lost me at hello. There's a lot of strikes against this for you. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and change is bad. John? Um, so I'm a coffee snob. I'm a wine snob. <clears throat> I like red wine, dessert wine, and I love coffee. So What about Ripple? <laughs> not so much, <laughs> but I like the good stuff. And if we're judging it as a stout, then I don't think it quite cuts it. But if you're asking about drinkability, I really like it. I could drink this, no problem. Excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. If it actually qualified as a stout, I would give it an excellent. So I think I'm just gonna go very good. It's mostly drinkability. So you like it? I mean, I do. I like it. You really you like it a lot. Well, you I don't mean, like you, you don't like wine. I love wine. Well, then if I love you, red yeah. wine. I like champagne. I like dessert wine. So if you with love you it, and coffee, if you think it's, it's great, all in there. if you think it's great, you could drink. You are you are mad that I'm going to give her the entire bottle, and you want to give it an excellent. Give it you an know, excellent. I mean, what do you? I'm just glad she took us in for the evening. So, <laughs> so I will gladly let her share that with her friends here. Thank you for sheltering us. <laughs> all right. So we got a fair, a very good. You sure? Very good slash excellent, excellent. I mean, you, seem to, you seem to be really yeah. digging. Okay, very well, good. Well, you know, I and think this is, a, this is a, a, a stout podcast, right? So it's not a red wine podcast. Exactly. Right. So um, you kind of have to judge it from, I don't know, the fact that we're talking about stouts here. So I might just change the music leading into this from Outcast to UB40, just, <laughs> just for fun. But all right, we're, I think we're done with that. And the final one is... Remix it. Remix the Remi UB40 song. Remix. Remix. Oh, God, I, you know, I could remix the UB40 with the Stout, with the Outcast. You could change it to uh, Red Wine Stout, maybe. Right. I would throw, sing again, and then throw a heavy metal to uh, kick to it. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I may just layer, like, five different songs together and just have it go... <laughs> Last but not least, now this one is 11.3, I believe. Our so last nor one was? No, yeah. Normally we save the highest alcohol content for the last, but in this case we save the best for last because it is shot through the heart chocolate stout. Did I read that right? Because previously I've had a problem. No, <laughs> that that uh, was delivered. That right. was just right. So this one is a Russian Imperial Stout, um, which our, our Russian Imperial is not particularly roasty. It's, it's more malty, um, but this doesn't have a lot of other adjuncts. It doesn't have all this coffee and lactose and all that noise. So hopefully we'll actually be able to taste the chocolate in this one. How, what are your thoughts on Young's double chocolate? 
I have no thoughts because I've never had it. Young's double chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. It's a st- it's a stout. Yeah, it's okay. a purple and white label. Okay. It was featured in episode number. I have no idea. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, so I have to I'll have to work on my backlog there. It's so double. Cho- so we're expecting chocolate. Yes, but anything c- else? It's from cacao nibs, so it doesn't come off like super sweet. It's it's chocolate without the sweetness. What else is in it? Well, a lot of malts. <laughs> so we're we're talking um, like British crystal malts, um, Carafa three. I think we have some um, DMC debittered run DMC. No, no. D. I'm trying to remember what that acronym stands for. I don't know, but we just got another musical group in this. Years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhyme, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say. So, yeah, run, um, it's, yeah, it has some run, run DMC. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's definitely a thick, thick, thick mash, and then we are running off just to a certain um, Dorit Plato, so it's like pretty, pretty thick beer. We could do another beer behind this one if we wanted to. Um, and it would be like a mild, <laughs> like an English mild. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big beer. So just thinking about it, like I, I was, even though you said you shouldn't be expecting the sweet, I, I was expecting sweet because mm-hmm. I don't listen well. Yeah. Um, it is a little mm-hmm. sweet, but not like pastry stout sweet. You know what I mean? It's like baker's chocolate. Yeah. Semi-sweet. We'll call it semi-sweet. Not maybe. even semi-sweet. I mean, it's like Baker's chocolate. It's like, it's it's not s- seriously bitter, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely not sweet. Yeah. And so if you are not a fan of pastry stouts, if you don't like sweet stouts, if that's not your bag, then this could be a little bit of wonderment. It really could be. And I am not a huge fan of pastry stouts. I can drink a tiny bit of them just to get the flavor but as far as drinkability for me they're just way too sweet and me i'm so acerbic and acrid and just foul in all manners that i i enjoy something that counteracts that so i like i like the sweetness (laughs) john i get what you're saying about the baker's chocolate on that i'm not a real fan of baker's chocolate sorry to say have you ever had any did you ever like make the mistake of taking the spoonful Yes. yes Yeah. We both grew up in Mariposa, so that's what we do on Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah, so you can definitely taste that in there. I was trying to find that, and when you said Baker's chocolate, I'm like, there it is. That's that's what it tastes like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys both would like this to be a little more sweet, like if it finished a little sweeter. Not so much. For me, it might be an alcohol content thing because I'm more of a lightweight. I don't lean towards high alcohol contents for some reason mm-hmm. um, so I guess I like uh, the smoother taste up front I don't know I think that's probably the alcohol content that it's affecting me on that I don't know it always seems like when you have a higher alcohol content the bitterness comes along with it so yeah I'm, I don't know about drinking it I don't think I could drink this normally like on the everyday all right well, I'll give you a second to think about a rating for it. I, I appreciate that it's not overly sweet. I appreciate that it's in that baker's chocolate realm without being so um, acerbic or acrid or whatever the word is um, that you like to use for that. That um, it's 
but it's it's got a nice balance. It's a little bit on the on the tart side. Tart's maybe not the right word, but yes. accurate. It's a little on the accurate side, but I I appreciate it, and it's drinkable. And this this was this hit where you wanted. Well, so yes, but the caveat is for this big of a beer, it tastes way better after it's set set around for four months, even just in a keg, because the bitterness falls off. And and it's hard to it's hard to craft a beer that's like I was saying, this big over 10% alcohol, a stout or a barley wine or like any really malty beer and have it all come together right away. So you'll find a lot of breweries age these beers and that's why it just somehow the flavors just as they mellow and meld over time, it just gets better and better. So this one is for as fresh of a beer as it is, I'm happy with it. But because I've brewed this recipe before and I know where it's going to get to, it's just not quite there yet. So let me just ask you about that, which is it's not where you want yet, but you're releasing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I, for this particular beer and this experiment, like there, I couldn't wait on it. I, if I had another year to sit on it, I'd be happy to, but this one I didn't. So, but I do have this, um, very same or similar recipe in barrels. I have some that I've been aging for a long time. So it's kind of like, you know, it's the struggle of being a, a brewery when you're trying to have a diverse tap list. You don't always get to pick everything to be right at a perfect time. So that's something, you know, hopefully you get to the point where you can just brew a batch of beer and sit on it for a long time. But this particular one, given the parameters of the chocolate pairing we were doing and all this stuff like it couldn't wait so super awesome or super duper awesome well this one i'll let you guys just judge this all right uh, i um it's very to me it's very interesting because it's not like any other chocolate stout i've ever had mm -hmm. um i'm getting the chocolate it delivers chocolate as promised um it's just not as sweet probably as i'd like but um if you like if you if you don't like that sweet stout style, then I'd have to say you you would find this very good, maybe even excellent. I think this is this will hit people in that wheelhouse. For me, um, I'm gonna go good to very good, just because it's drinkable. Um, I could definitely have a glass and have more than one, you know, you know, and come back for more later. Um, but it's yeah, I, I uh, it's it's very cool. So, awesome job on being cool. Yeah. <laughs> John? Uh, I'll give it a good. I would like to come back in six months and try it again, just to see uh, Yeah, I wish I had, I wish I had, what would have been smart, and next time I see you, is what we'll do, is I'll take a fresh beer and an aged beer of the same recipe and give them both to you. Boom. Because that is such a eye-opening experience. It really makes a difference. So we'll call that episode Aging with Grace at Crooked Lane. Oh, yes. What's what's That's the oldest thing you have aging right now? I think it's me. No, it's you. You're older than me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to her. Sorry. <laughs> so we do some spirit barrel aged beers. So we'll take like, we did a, a collab with Drake's and they put their beer into barrels. We put our beer into barrels and we're going to share our beers together. But it's been in there like 18 months. So... That's 
pretty awesome. I mean, that beer is like super good. I'm really excited to release that pretty soon. So you're not going to let it go much longer then? No, I mean, I feel like with some beers like this Brett beer, there's actually a fermentation happening in that beer. It's very, very slow and it takes a really long time. But for a spirit barrel aged beer, like you probably don't want to go, if you went 18 months, that's pretty long. 24 months is like pretty much the longest I've seen. Um, it, it's kind of like you're just oxidizing at that point. You know, you, you've gotten all the spirit barrel flavor, the beer is melted together. Like if it's tasting like it's ready, we pull the beer some of these reactions that can happen can make us start tasting like soy sauce. So you don't want to go to soy sauce. You want to stop at like delicious. It depends if you've got sushi, it's the perfect (laughs) accompaniment. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I pick up on the soy sauce flavors all that much, but I've had friends that say, Oh, this is like way beyond the beyond. It's like way too long age. And it takes a while to learn, like to learn to brew a beer that's done in two weeks you get to repeat that experiment every two weeks but to barrel age a beer for a year you know you might learn something in a year but then you have to repeat it it's going to take you a whole other year to figure that out so i have so much respect for good winemakers because they can't figure out the results of their experiments very quickly it takes a long time to build up that competency but for brewers it's a little bit easier so you keep a (coughs) diary or a log or oh yeah some sort of way to compare different techniques or absolutely we have really detailed brew sheet information that we take on every beer and we write notes of anything that are off or something we need to remember for the future so hopefully in a year we can come back and say oh let's brew this one beer that we did you pull up the brew sheet and you can pretty much see exactly what happened and replicate it i think that's going to do it there's a tremendous flight that we had here. John Hunt, thank you. Teresa Pasuti, thank you. She's the brewer here at Crooked Lane. Thank you for listening, wherever you're listening to podcasts, whether it be um, Stitcher or Google Play or TuneIn or iTunes or Spotify or Podcastify or I always forget one. Usually I forget Stitcher, but this time I remember Stitcher, so Stitcher, you know, shout out, lots of love. Um, anyway, and we want to thank you. We'll just also remind you that there is a website that goes with this. We have a beer list. We have a best of list where all of the excellence go. And then there's links to the episodes. And then we have all of the episodes with the kind of the Cliff Notes version of each one of the beers. So you can kind of see what our judges like. And then once we have judges on more than once and you can kind of go, okay, he likes wine or he likes this or he likes that or doesn't like chocolate or whatever. And then you can kind of gauge based on on what our co-hosts like and that's the whole idea is we have as many people kind of weigh in to give people as good an idea as possible as to what they can expect and and what they might like so thank you both again thank all of you listening and we'll catch you next time on the stoutcast at stoutcast.com